Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Let's go ahead and look at Saturday's Super Wild Card Weekend action. And let's start with the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Right now, Kansas City's a four and a half point favorite at BetMGM with a total of 43. On the injury front, yes, Raheem Mostert is limited, uh, questionable, but it looks like he is going to play. Uh, as far as Miami's defensive backs, we talked about this yesterday. Howard is out, but the safeties, Holland and Elliott, are questionable. Looks like they're trending toward playing, so definitely good news as far as the Dolphins are concerned. But, Joe, what are you thinking about with this game? Yeah, I mean, the big thing I'm thinking about is the health of some of the offensive weapons on the Dolphins side. Like, we understand all the players that they're going to be missing on defense. But based on what we know and make them being made questionable, Mostert and Waddle, I think they're playing. They were getting limited practices in, and they put them as questionable. I think they're going to be out there. We always talk about how the Chiefs can't stop the run. Just to put that into context a little bit, just how bad they are. Um, this year, rush EPA on defense, they're 28th in the league. And run stop win rate, they are dead last in the NFL. So that's why everyone talks about, okay, what's the path to a Dolphins victory? It's running the football. And while you're able to run the football, you are limiting possessions for Mahomes. That used to be a big talking point in previous seasons. Not as big this season because the Chiefs offense have had a lot of issues um, themselves. We know about the experience. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, you're the Chiefs. They, they played in five straight AFC championships, and they're at home. Um, they've dealt with the elements before. But are they built to win in this weather? I don't know about that. I mean, the real field are saying negative 20, negative 25. Ooh. That's not going to be fun for anyone, right? I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you're doing what you can to prepare oh. for that, but I don't know how you get ready for that. So – if we're talking about the stronger run game, which is what I'm expecting in this matchup, it's going to be tough for special teams. Like, are, are you going to go for field goals like you normally would in, in this sort of scenario? I'm not sure. Um, sustained wins is going to be a deal. Uh, the gust, not as bad as the Buffalo game that we'll talk about coming up. But we've seen mm -hmm. the Dolphins hang with this team again and again, whether it was earlier this year in the regular season when they stopped the Chiefs from scoring in the second half or we go back to last year's playoff matchup. It's tough, Aaron, because, you know, it's hard to look past. You know, when the Dolphins play top teams, they haven't been all that competitive. That's difficult, and it's like you're beating up on some of the bad teams in the league, but the number matters. Since we're past the field goal, and I, you know, way past the field goal, I only see this going in one direction. I, everything I hear is Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. I'm on the Dolphins. Yeah, this is one where I don't have a strong opinion on the side. Like, I could see a situation where the Chiefs win by 10 or it's a close game. So I'll probably pass. I am interested in some props. One guy who really uh, popped to me. Went to SMU, Ed, and I'm thinking, could Rasheed yes. Rice have a big game? We yeah. saw him go off, and I think in the last six weeks, his production is there. He seems to be one of Pat Mahomes' favorite targets. Now I could see a situation where we're seeing a lot of short passes. I think his longest reception was like over 70 yards recently. I don't know if I expect <laughs> that in this weather, but uh, maybe over receptions, five and a half. Uh, maybe even over his receiving prop. I think Pat Mahomes could be looking at him. And if there's any quarterback that I trust in this cold weather, I still think Mahomes could have a day. And you look at all the injuries that 
the Dolphins are suffering. You got the cold weather factor. You got going up against good teams. Do the Chiefs count as a good team? I think that is up for debate right now. Yeah. I, this Chiefs team <laughs> is not very good. So that's why the I could see it being close. I could also see the Chiefs just pulling away in this one too. I, I really don't know how this one's going to play out. We talked about some props yesterday with Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, uh, and I think Rasheed Rice is a good look too, Ed. Couldn't agree more, Aaron. Couldn't agree more for a variety of reasons. The pedigree is certainly better than any other player in the National Football League, so that matters a great deal. Uh, probably one of the more trusted what? targets for Pat Mahomes at this rate. Out of here. I mean, this goodness gracious. You know, that's something, too. Uh, question for the group. because Those Texas guys are weather, soft when you get to this weather. Yeah, talk about the weather. Texas guy, I don't know. They shut everything down if there's like an inch of snow. Eh, I don't know oh, they that. still go out there and play. Don't you worry. They they may yeah, not indoors. have running water in the moment. You know, the there's, there's a reason they're indoors. Them down in the state, but they'll <laughs> be just fine. Don't you worry about a good old Texans guys. Okay, right. question for you guys because I know this has been bandied about all week long. Well, the Dolphins just need to run the football. They'll stay in this game, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think so. I think the way the Dolphins stay in this game is with the screen passes. And they do a lot of it. And you look at the Chiefs defense, there are a lot of reasons why we have waxed poetic about all the great young defenders and DBs and all that stuff. And certainly they're solid. But I do wonder if Miami throwing screen passes, that may be the approach as to how they keep this game close. And this matters a great deal because you look at Tyree Kill at 82 and a half receiving yards, your first mm. instinct might be, oh, wow, the weather is terrible. How could he possibly get to that mark? Well, he gets to that mark with screen passes, like just little deeks and dunks, you know, three, five yards, but then yards after catch. That's how they do it. The Chiefs rank 31st in EPA per play against screens. And I do wonder if we're focusing way too much on the weather and not enough on what the Dolphins are able to do to the point where Hill can reach this number. And maybe there's a good argument to be made for him going over. You know, so much has been made about Tua and the weather, that side of it. But I think you're right. Okay, so with the weather, it, it's all, it all correlates, right? Whether we're talking about the short passing game or the run game. Some teams use the short passing game as their run game. It's talked about because that's the weakness of Kansas City's defense. That's it. And it also happens to be a strength on the Miami side. That's why I think we're just going a little bit too far with the weather stuff and Tua and you know and all that. And maybe the, the injuries on defense a little bit. The cluster injury situation is worrisome. But I do have some trust in Vic Fangio. He knows he's going to have to change how he, he approaches this game. But I, I, think, I think you're right. That is another way uh, for Miami to take advantage. Another reason I believe they hang around. Man, I kind of hope they do. Um, just <laughs> because the Chiefs have been dominant for so long. But again, I, I don't think I have a, I'll have a play on the side here. Is this is this closing four and a half? We've been here for a couple of days now. I would guess not, but where's it going? Sort of 
sort of dipping with, uh, you know, five every, like every nanosecond, it seems like. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets closer to that number, just because as the public starts to jump on in, say, like later today and tomorrow, I assume mm-hmm. they would be backing the Chiefs, right? Just because they remember yeah, what happened so. last weekend, bit of a free fall. Casey, like it always seems like they flip the switch as far as what they can do, you know, sort of in the postseason. So I wouldn't be surprised if it gets to five. So maybe the best plan is to wait and then mm-hmm. back the Dolphins, assuming that it's going to go in that direction. Is that kind of what you're thinking, Joe? That's what I've been doing. I, I've been waiting for it to jump. Now we've been sticking here at four and a half. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think you're right that we'll get even more. So it sounded like early in the week that the sharp money is on the Kansas City side. It seems like the public mm-hmm. money is going to be on that same side. I, I would agree with that. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people are going to bet right before the game starts and they're just going to see that weather and they're going to see bundled up to and they're going to back Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid at home in that raucous atmosphere. So, yeah, I, I see five. I think, I think six is asking too much. If you're waiting for that, I'm not sure it gets there. Sure. Uh, Five words or less from each of you. Can the Dolphins win this thing outright? Absolutely, they can win. Yes. My boyfriend. Let's go. (laughs) You went. You're picking against them. You you know, that is five words. She did fulfill the assignment. Okay. So... So, so well done there. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on now to the Browns and the Texans. Uh, this has been at two and a half for a while, but now it is at Browns minus two with a total of 44 and a half. Denzel Ward questionable. Boy, he would be a huge absence if he's not available for the Browns. Uh, Grant Delpit, uh, Dustin Hopkins, Cedric Tillman are all out. Delpit would have been nice to include. They've worked without him for a bit. Amari Cooper is back for the Browns. That is big. That number one target for Joe Flacco. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness, this passing game needs him. Uh, for Houston, Will Anderson questionable. So is Noah Brown and Robert Woods. So with all of that being said, Joe, what do you like here? This battle's interesting going on. So much Cleveland uh, money flooding the market early on, and then now we're ticking back the other way. Now people are saying, you know what, there's a little bit of value on Houston. Uh, The side is not where I'm going. It is a lot of fascinating uh, angles as far as that goes. I mean, we just saw this game, but it didn't have Stroud. And then the numbers not that far off from where we were because that that closed Cleveland minus three and a half without Stroud. Um, The the Browns defense, do you – do you think that's going to be an issue because they're on the road as crazy as that sounds and they're far and away the best defense in the NFL, but you know, those road splits not looking great, but lately this Texans run defense has been really strong, but how much are they going to run? Because with Flacco, they've been slinging it. I, I think it's really interesting. Um, one thing that I keep going back to is the Texans haven't played prolific offenses. Like there are only a couple of spots where you're like, okay, they faced a top 10 quarterback this year. Uh, week one was against Lamar middle of the season before the injury against Burrow. And we know it's not the same Burrow. And honestly, one of the better quarterbacks they faced was Flacco a few weeks ago. And they end up giving, giving up 36 points in that game. I, I see scoring. We're not worried about the weather in this spot. We're looking at two offenses that are going to push it down the field at 44 and a half. Fine. I agree with the move through the 44. I'm going over. 
Hmm. I like it. I've liked the Texans all week, so I'm not going to change my mind, but I really do feel like it comes down to Joe Flacco. The veteran experience, I think, does matter come playoff time, but when you look at the Texans, every time people doubt C.J. Stroud and this young Texans team, even their head coach, like they step up to the occasion. They step up to the occasion. So I'm going to say that continues here. Um, I like the Texans. I'm glad we're not dealing with weather here but I'm going to stick to it with the Texans plus two and a half. This does feel like a double-edged sword when it comes to Joe Flacco, because on the one hand, I really think this is a favorable matchup for him. One of the things he likes Mm -hmm. to do, uses the intermediate parts of the field, 10 to 19 air yards, play action, all that stuff is fine. But he's also comfortable targeting those outside throws, outside the numbers. That's where Amari Cooper and David Njoku can really shine in this offense. So can the Texans be able to defend the boundaries? Well, guess what? They have the fifth worst defensive success rate there at close to 50%. So on the one hand, O's outside throws should be there and it should be good for Joe Flacco. Yet on the other hand, we've also seen in this small sample size, a lot of turnover worthy throws that have ultimately led to interceptions. I get that minus 175 to throw a pick doesn't offer that much hashtag value, but I do think that it is fairly likely to accept that. And with CJ Stroud, you don't want to give him too many short fields because I do believe in this rookie quarterback. So this is something where there are a lot of conflicting forces when it comes to Joe Flacco, what the Texas defense can do, et cetera, et cetera. And at that point, I just want to take the points. My model had this at Browns minus one. I'm still going to stick to that. Still going to back the Mm. Texans just because there are so many different things where this could be a really even game. Mm. Yeah, guys, that's where I'm looking at props. A couple of the names that you just mentioned, Cooper's number receiving yards is 73 and a half. And Joku, we've seen what he's done since Flacco's taken over the reins. 54 and a half. It still seems like uh, a, a bit of value there, especially how the Texas have struggled against tight ends this season. So, but like everything I'm making an argument for points to, to scoring. So I'll, I'll be, like I said, on the, on the over. Texans money line, anyone? I feel like nah. with a shorter spread like this, I wouldn't be surprised if the Texans went outright. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, mm-hmm. Mm. At this number, I'm not playing a side. God, you know, Cleveland at two. If it gets back to like, I mean, at two, I'm thinking about yeah. it, but I just, I'm more on, right. the, on the scoring. Mm-hmm. Just expecting Gosh, it for see- sure. CJ yeah, Stroud right. is going to be tough against this Browns defense, but uh, over one and a half touch- touchdown passes plus 130 is definitely intriguing. Yeah. Love to see that you know, for the rookie. You know, it's something else, too, where the Browns love to play a lot of single high, and that's probably C.J. Stroud's biggest weakness is single high, which seems weird because of all of these explosive plays that they've had. But when you start to lose key receivers, at some point that does catch up to you. So, again, it goes to those conflicting forces to where – I can't bet on the total, but I do think the Texans can keep this close. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we move on to Sunday's games, beginning with the Steelers and the Bills. Coming up on the BetQL Network.